Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. Glad you're with us. I'm David Brody. It's Friday, February 5th, 2021. Let me just say, have we got a show for you. This show may be better than Gone with the Wind. It'll definitely be shorter, by the way. Uh, Ben Carson is going to be here. Jenna Ellis is here. Uh, We've got so many more folks as well. Uh, In addition to them, we've got, ready for this, Alan Dershowitz here, because this is something never attempted on television before. He's going to break down deli meats. More on that in a moment. But first, the news. President Biden in the Oval Office meeting with top Democrats today. Looks like Democrats continue to posture as if they're going to try and go big and go all in with just Democrat votes on this huge COVID stimulus bill. The president saying today that it's not that they can't do too much. The danger is if they do too little. I believe this is where I say, oi, gavolt. Also today, Marjorie Taylor Greene unshackled and speaking out. She's been stripped of her committee assignments, but that has made her that much stronger, actually. We're going to hear from her in a moment. And later in the show, as I said, famed constitutional scholar Alan Dershowitz will be here, but you've never seen him quite like this. Forget the Constitution. Alan's going to be here dissecting deli meats. It's going to be like taking the case of pastrami v. brisket. Yes, Alan Dershowitz analyzing his favorite deli meats. What other show in the world is doing that? Dining with Dershowitz here on The Big Show today. You don't want to miss it. Speaking of dining, Republican freshman Marjorie Taylor Greene seems like she's going to be feasting on the media and Democrats the next couple of years. They don't like her, and honestly, it seems like the feeling's mutual. She held a press conference today just hours after Democrats stripped her of her committee assignments, despite the fact that she condemned her past controversial social media posts. So going forward, I've been freed. I do, I feel freed, because you know what's happening on these committees? You see, we have a basically a tyrannically controlled government right now. The Democrats. We've got Joe Biden writing executive order after executive order, sign him, sign him, sign him, doing whatever he wants up there in the White House. We have Nancy Pelosi leading the Democrats in Congress to do whatever the bail bond links to get the criminals out of jail. But they want to kick me off committees for social media posts that were conspiracy theories. That's pretty hypocritical. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you'll be hearing a lot more about her for sure in the next couple of years. All right, uh, let's bring in our newsmaker of the day, if you will, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Carson, great to see you, sir. Always good to be with you. Well, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in the news, uh, we hear so much about unity. We, we, and then now Democrats are stripping her of committee assignments. They want to pass a COVID stimulus bill without Republican votes, it looks like. Where did unity go exactly? Well... It certainly has not manifested itself recently. You know, I don't know of anybody, uh, present company included, who hasn't said things that they regret. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the question is not have you ever made a mistake in your dialogue. The question is 
what do you believe now? And how does that impact what's going on right now? Uh, if, if we're just going to go back and relitigate the past on everybody, you know, it's sort of like what's going on with renaming the schools and taking the statues. You know, so who is good enough? Who is perfect? I mean, even Jesus got crucified. You know, this just not seem to work. So why don't we, instead of concentrating on every bad thing everyone has done, maybe some of the good things that they've done, maybe some of the positive changes that they have brought. And, uh, you know, I think we could make a lot more progress like that as a society than just trying to pick each other apart all the time. And we, the American people, are not each other's enemies. You know, the, the vast, vast majority of Americans are decent people with common sense who will extend a hand to a person who is in need without asking whether they're Republican or Democrat. What happens then? The media comes in, the politicians come in, and they stir the pot, you know. And it, it's, it's like in the third grade. Everybody's playing peacefully on the playground. And then a troublemaker comes in and says, did you hear what he said about your mama? Mm -hmm. You know, it's this, this is the way the media and the politicians are. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess it gives them a sense of importance. But uh, what's going to have to happen is that the people, we the people, have got to stand up. We cannot cower in the corner and say, I hope nobody notices me. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the atmosphere that's being created now by big tech and the media. Mm -hmm. They govern what you can say, what you can think, how you can act, where you can go, what you can eat, what you can drink. It goes, you know, completely the opposite of what America was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a land of freedom where you could do what you wanted to do, you could think what you wanted to do, as long as you didn't infringe upon the guy next to you. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like this thing's your rights to swing your fist stop at my nose. You don't get to do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we have to begin to think about. And, and, and that helps us with, with some of these issues that we're dealing with today. You know, the transgender, you know, competing in women's sports. What is going on? What we need to be thinking about is not the transgender, not the woman, but both the transgender and the women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's find solutions that work for everybody. Not don't just say, well, throw those ones' rights out because this one is the group du jour. Mm -hmm. And until we begin to think that way, then we're making a mockery when we say liberty and justice for all. Have you thought, you think there were a lot of issues, I don't know if you're there yet on this issue about the transgender issue as it relates to women's sports and all of that, because I'm wondering what the solution is. You just wonder about that. Well, uh, this, we, I know what the solution is not. Mm -hmm. The solution is not to take women who have worked so hard to excel in their sports and then introduce another element mm -hmm. that is not the same physiologically as they are. Mm -hmm. That's not the solution. There is a solution. We have to look for it rather than just say trample on the rights of the women. Yeah. Let me ask you a little bit about um, some of this cancel culture that's out there. Because we in San Francisco, I mean, they're starting to change the names of schools. Like the Abra Abraham Lincoln's school is being... What, what's going on? In Detroit, do they want to like take your name off of, uh, what is it, a school there, a high school? Yeah, there was a, a movement to do that. I, I guess they defeated the movement. <laughs> but, you know, just craziness. Because what does that say to the children? 
Right. It says it doesn't matter what wonderful things you have done, what accomplishments you have made, what earth-shattering things you have done. If we don't like your politics, then we erase you. Uh, and that's a horrible message. And the whole concept of, of trying to rewrite our history, to change our history, to take down the statues, to rename everything, where are you going to find the perfect person? Mm -hmm. Because even Jesus got crucified. There, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you erase your history, you erase your identity. Mm -hmm. And if you erase your identity, you erase the basis of your beliefs. If you don't have any beliefs, you'll fall for anything. And, uh, and that's why, historically, when societal changes occur and it's being orchestrated, one of the first things they do, get rid of the history. We have got to be smarter than this. We cannot fall for this. All of this has happened in the past. But again, if you don't know your history, you're prone to repeat it. You know, I wonder, uh, with Donald Trump, uh, here's been my take on, and there's a lot of takes I have on Donald Trump, <laughs> but here's one. He ripped the Band-Aid off. I mean, he really did. I mean, he ripped the Band-Aid off to the point where sometimes he exposed mm -hmm. a lot of the underbelly, oh, the dirty no underbelly. That's why they, they hated him. Right. Not, not just on the other side of the aisle, on, on, on the... In their own party. Yeah, on their own party, because, you know, he was a disruptor. Mm -hmm. And the swamp does not like to be disturbed. And, uh, you know, there's no question that, that Donald Trump said some things that, you know, probably I wouldn't say, you right. probably wouldn't say. I don't say. think he would say okay. them that way, <laughs> by the way. But, but he did amazing things for our economy. He had a very good sense of how to remove the regulations so that people would flourish, that businesses would grow. He knew what to do in order to attract our businesses back here, to to bring manufacturing back, to gain energy independence. I mean, the list goes on and on. For sure. And yes, he said some things, but the fact of the matter is, would you rather have somebody who perhaps is not quite as disciplined in their language, but accomplishes great things, or somebody who is very disciplined and has very flowery language, but does things that are absolutely destructive. For sure. Uh, before we go to break, and I know you're going to stick around for a second block, but I, I want to ask you about uh, this whole QAnon thing. It just feels to me like Democrats are doing this on purpose because from a political standpoint, mm -hmm. like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she said some things about QAnon in the past. And all of a sudden, all Republicans that either are, you know, are going to either come to her defense or whatever, or, or, you know, the whole Republican Party is now QAnon. It, it, what do you make of what, what's going on here with that? Well, you know, it's, it's something to make a deal over. I, quite frankly, don't know anything about QAnon. I know Q-tips. That's, <laughs> That's it. That's I, don't, all I, know. I don't know who they are or what they are or what they represent. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I don't think that I care very much right. about it. I care about those things that are uplifting to all Americans. But, you know, if you can find a boogeyman, which QAnon, I guess, has become, and then you can somehow attach your enemy to it and uh, associate mm -hmm. them with it, then you can try to drag them down. The American people, at this juncture in our history, must be smart enough to recognize when they're being manipulated. Mm -hmm. It will make the difference for our children and our grandchildren and the kind of nation that they live in. You know, we may yeah. not 
bear arms and shoot each other. I hope we don't get to that point. But it's just as important to be able to stand up for the values and principles that made America what it is. For sure. Hold that thought. We're going to come back in just a moment. Uh, more with Dr. Ben Carson, uh, chairman and founder of the new American Cornerstone Institute, something we'll talk about in a moment. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And hey, welcome back to the Water Cooler. What's the name of the show, the Water Cooler? That's right, Dr. Ben Carson uh, with us, chairman and founder of the American Cornerstone Institute, which is your new think tank, sir. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Tell us about it. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but our country was founded on some basic cornerstones, you know, like faith, liberty, community, and life. Interestingly enough, you know, my wife was looking through some pictures, and uh, she came across a picture of the laying of the cornerstone for the Capitol hmm. in 1793. And the day they laid the cornerstone was September the 18th, which happens to be my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's not why we named it that, because we didn't know that at that time. It was subsequently that she discovered that. But, you know, it's those cornerstone principles that we built on mm -hmm. and how we went from a ragtag bunch of militiamen to the most powerful nation that the world has ever known. Mm -hmm. And you, you think about what those cornerstones are. Faith, our Judeo-Christian values, mm -hmm. And those are the things that govern your relationship with your fellow man. Mm. What are we seeing in our society today? Cancel culture, mm -hmm. you know, try to hurt that person, try to destroy their livelihood, mm -hmm. don't even allow them to have a peaceful meal in a restaurant. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. This is what we're replacing, those Judeo-Christian values of love your neighbor with. Yeah. And that is can only lead to a bad place. Mm -hmm. And if you look historically at the world, it only leads to bad places. It never leads to any place good. Mm -hmm. And then liberty. One of the very reasons that this country grew so rapidly is because people from every part of the world said, wow, there's a place where I can go and I can be free. I don't have the government controlling every aspect of my life where I can go, when I can go there, what I can say, what right. I can think, you know. And it was beautiful, and it flourished. What's going on in our country now? Most people, you know, they're thinking, can I say that without getting in trouble? Right. A lot of people just, I'm going to cower in the corner and hope nobody sees mm -hmm. me and nobody Cow hears me. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is horrible. And the only way that goes away is people have to be brave. They have to stand up against it. If we all cower in the corner, mm -hmm. the other side wins. Yeah. And we don't want that. Yeah. So that's one of the other cornerstone principles that we're going to be working on, okay. bringing that liberty back. And then community. Mm -hmm. You know, what makes a strong country? Strong communities. Right. 
strong homes. Uh, you know, we want the American people to understand that we're not each other's enemies. Just because we may have different beliefs, everybody has different beliefs. If two people believe the same about everything, one of them isn't necessary. And we're all necessary. But let's begin to cultivate a dialogue, a conversation, particularly when you have people from diverse backgrounds, then it's becomes even more important for them to talk together mm -hmm. if they're going to live in the same environment. Absolutely. And what we're doing instead is getting into our respective corners and throwing hand grenades at each other. Mm -hmm. and, and like I said before, the, the vast majority of the American people are decent, nice people who will reach a helping hand out to anybody who needs it. Mm -hmm. But they're being, unfortunately, uh, influenced. Mm -hmm. you know, by the media yeah. and by the politicians mm -hmm. who like to stir things up. You know, think about it. Uh, your typical politician, if everything is going smoothly, then who needs them? You know? <laughs> right. And who needs them to be running for office if everything is okay, you know? So That's a good point. they sometimes have ulterior motives. Yeah. But, but, you know, this country is not about the politicians. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the government. It's about the people. Yeah. And that's what we have to remember of, by, and for the people. Well, you have a nifty little video on the site because we decided to check it out. Why not? Cool. I knew you were going to be on, so let's just play just about 30, 40 seconds. All right. Our nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values, but too many Americans have turned away from them. We must fight for these values so that they may once again guide the country and its people. What about liberty? As Lincoln rightly noted, our nation was conceived in liberty. On that hot July day in 1776 and every day since, Americans have cherished the liberty given to them by the Founding Fathers and fought wars both foreign and domestic to retain it. Individuals and groups always work better when free to pursue their own interests. And we must fight back against modern day forces that seek to infringe on our God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, one of the uh, things that I was, one of the takeaways for me is, that I wonder if we're, we're living or we need to live in a new society today that's going back to the Revolutionary War days, kind of like the Black Robe Regiment, you know, to have pastors mm -hmm. and folks speak out more boldly about the cultural, political, moral right. issues today from the pulpit. Well, I, that's what Alexis yeah. de Tocqueville talked about. Right. You know, sure. he did this big two-volume set, and at the end, he talked about that very thing, and he said the thing that really gives America mm -hmm. its strength after he did all this analysis mm -hmm. were those people, and the <laughs> way that they encouraged the people and inspired the people. That's missing now. Yeah. We, we, we even are telling people, you can't go to church anymore. You know? Hey, how about going to church and praying that we end this COVID crisis? That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, there still is a God. I, can, I could tell you all kinds of stories about the interventions I've seen of God. He loves this country. But if we try to kick him out, we throw him out. We do that at our own peril. You think some of that's going on today, for sure. That is very much going on right now. You know, they, they like to make fun of God and people who believe in God, and people who have faith that somehow they're simpletons and, you know, they're, they're not worthy of, of consideration. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, the way to fight that, quite frankly, mm -hmm. is with love. Mm -hmm. You demonstrate through your life what success really looks like, what love really looks like, what peace really looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. personally don't spend a lot of time worrying about what horrible things somebody's going to do to me. Mm -hmm. Because Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is formed against you shall succeed. Act of more biblical wisdom in this country. Absolutely. Sure. Dr. Carson, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Thank I you. really appreciate it. All right, when we come back, more wisdom from a constitutional perspective and a whole lot more Judeo-Christian wise. Jenna Ellis, back with us in a moment. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, have you heard? Here we go again. Olga Volt, the second impeachment trial. Uh, Donald J. Trump. I mean, really? All right, they're going to do this again. Anyhow, let's talk uh, to Jenna Ellis, constitutional law attorney, who is not on Skype, by the way. She's live and in person. Jenna, you exist in person. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. You've been brought to life. Yay. Great to see you. Great to see you, too. Glad to be back. Uh, all right. Uh, here they go again. I mean, look, they don't have 67 votes. What are they doing? Yeah. What are the Democrats doing here? What's going on? It's, it's 15 minutes of pontificating, and that's literally it. And you can tell by, uh, and David Schoen, which, full disclosure, has been a really good friend of mine uh, for a while. He's a brilliant attorney. He's now one of the leads. I was really excited to see uh, the president move in that direction. I think they'll present an excellent defense. Okay. But their response letter to Raskin, who uh, is trying to coerce testimony from the president by saying that there will be this so-called negative inference, that's not even what it's called in law. It's an adverse inference. And you can only do that um, in certain situations. And what they're doing is just a complete PR stunt. They're trying mm -hmm. to just diminish uh, President Trump's credibility. They're trying to go after him. And this is the absolute mm -hmm. never-Trumpers. I mean, I can't tell you, David, on my time um, as a senior advisor on the campaign and mm -hmm. as counsel to the president, the amount of sheer hatred that all of us got the death threats, the insanity, just by virtue of being in the inner circle with the president, mm -hmm. was if somebody had told me that, I wouldn't have been prepared. I mean, it's just incredible. And that's what D.C. is all about, is just saying we want to kick him out because we didn't approve of him. Mm -hmm. He was he was not establishment. And even a lot of the Republicans feel that way. And mm -hmm. that's what's really unfortunate. Yes. Well, but I thought liberals are supposed to be compassionate. What happened to that? <laughs> unity. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, by the way, speaking of unity, what in the world? So where did unity go exactly? Because the COVID-19 stimulus bill, it sounds like it's going to be going along with Democrat votes only. And uh, I could just go on and on. Forty seven, eight, nine, fifty uh, executive orders in two weeks. Trump did six. Oh, it's it is ridiculous. And, and to see the hashtag that was trending about uh, regretting voting for Biden. Well, this is what the campaign tried to tell everyone is to say that, of course, he's going to break his promises. Of course, there is no substance or truthiness, as uh, our mm. friend Ben Shapiro always says. Yeah. Um, there's nothing about that in the current Democrat Party. And so mm. this whole promise of unity has completely gone out the door as soon as uh, Biden was inaugurated. And I don't think it'll be back. And so it's incumbent upon those of us who are genuine conservatives. This isn't about 
red versus blue. It's mm -hmm. not about tribalism. It's about genuinely conserving something, which mm -hmm. is our rule of law, our U.S. Constitution, our founding heritage, and our values as a country. And that's what President Trump is all about. And that's why he pushed the founding so heavily, why the 1776 Commission that we talked about last yes. week was so incredibly important. We as conservatives need to continue that vision. Mm -hmm. Democrats in election uh, law, they want to change these election laws to make it a whole lot, well, I, I guess more than just easier to vote. It's not just that. I mean, it's, it, it, there, there's an agenda and a mission here. But where are Republicans and conservatives, don't they have to get out ahead of this before the next election comes? I mean, this is what happened in 2020. I mean, a lot of the damage was done on the front end before any of that really happened. Absolutely. And what, you know, what I pushed through uh, the whole election integrity effort was about mm -hmm. how the administration of the elections uh, was so poorly administrated by the states. And so mm -hmm. if you looked at them just completely ignoring their rules and laws and then changing their rules and laws in the weeks and months ahead of the 2020 election, purposefully removing election integrity safeguards. And mm -hmm. so for any of us who are legal voters who understand that every legal vote should count and should mm -hmm. matter. Um, there's a great article uh, from the Heritage Foundation mm -hmm. uh, in the Daily Signal, which I put out on Twitter. Oh, yeah, so forth, that gave, that, um, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. yeah, that gave um, nine different ways mm -hmm. that we can uh, help election integrity move forward because mm -hmm. that is absolutely a project that conservatives, again, if we mm -hmm. care about voting, if we care about our rule of law, free and fair elections, we have to make sure that we put back in reasonable safeguards to make sure that there's transparency, mm -hmm. but there's election integrity, which simply means that we understand that every legal vote should count and, um, and mm -hmm. any vote that falls outside of those parameters doesn't. Yeah, and we're putting this up on the screen here. It says, you know, for example, verify the accuracy while we put it back up. But one of them is limit absentee ballots, you know, because it's, and there it is, limit yes. absentee, absentee ballots, because you know, what in the world? I mean, absentee val ballots are not the same as mail-in voting. It's yes. much different. I mean, the yes. media was complicit on this about saying it was one and the same, and they knew exactly that it wasn't. These are, quote, smart people that all of a sudden got really dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, they what? intentionally confused that message that President Trump was very clear about that um, absentee is very different than mail-in voting. And even, um, like, I was contacted by a reporter. Um, this was really funny. He went back to my 2020 voting record and said, well, you voted by mail. I'm from Colorado. I'm still a resident of Colorado. And we have had, we're one of five states that has yep. had universal vote by mail well before 2020. Mm -hmm. But what you can do, even though your ballot is mailed to you, you can go and drop it off in person mm -hmm. so that you make sure that that chain of custody is not broken down. Mm -hmm. I advocated for that in the states that were doing vote by mail. But of course, none of the mainstream media wanted to talk about these safeguards. They didn't want to talk about the difference between mail-in and absentee. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to talk about election integrity because they know mm -hmm. that if they break down those safeguards, if they don't have common sense measures like voter ID, some of those things, and it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to get uh, illegal votes mm -hmm. to count. And none of us should want that. This isn't about one demographic. It's not about one individual, one uh, you know geographic uh, origin or region. It's nothing about that. It's mm -hmm. about making sure that our elections are safe, and every American should want that. Yeah, 100%. And the Democrats' first bill always in the House is H.R. 1, and we know what it's about, which is changing election law in yeah. this country for sure. Uh, where's the hope at the end of the day? We've got about a minute left. What, what do you tell conservatives that are downcast, that are frustrated? We're, you know, there, there's a lot of folks, and that, that's a natural, uh, a natural part of all of this. But when they come out on the other side, where 
Where's the hope exactly? And not about just the next election, but more about, you know, where this country is going, because th this is this is tough stuff right now. Yeah. Well, two quick things. First, yeah. is that we still have our founding heritage. And I think that there is a hmm. renewed and revived keen interest in learning civics. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good thing, because mm -hmm. if we can educate ourselves and train our young people to actually uh, rise up. I mean, I look at the pro-life generation. I look at all of the actual science that Joe Biden's actually not willing to follow. Right. You know, so many things are very encouraging okay. about this country and about the next generation. We need to do our part in learning civics. Mm -hmm. The second thing is look at the Democrat Party because four years ago we were saying they're completely gone. The Democrat Party is over. Hillary Clinton lost. All of those things. Mm -hmm. And even though you know they, they did some things that I wouldn't advise and that I wouldn't do mm -hmm. over the last four years, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they got a strategy together. They mobilized their party in a way that I think that Republicans can learn from. I mean, we are downcast. That's true, but mm -hmm. we can completely reinvent ourselves as the party of the Constitution, and we can move forward and we can win again in 2022 and 2024. Janet Ellis, great to see you. Great to see you too, David. In person. All right. Uh, when we come back, Alan Dershowitz and Deli Meats, pastrami beef brisket. True. Back in a moment. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Look, this has never been done on national television. Honestly, in all of the world, I don't think this has ever been done. We are about to bring in Alan Dershowitz to break down deli meats. When does that ever happen? I mean, you've heard about Marbury versus Madison, Brown versus Board of Education. How about pastrami v. brisket? Well, guess what? It's coming up all in Dining with Dershowitz. And now the man of the hour, Alan Dershowitz, Brooklyn native, cat's delicatessen he loves. Alan, great to see you, sir. Well, thanks. You know, my first job was working at Soane's Delicatessen on Delancey Street. I was the guy who tied the string. You know, the hot dogs came out as one big, big, long <laughs> hot dog. And I had like the I Love Lucy episode. If I missed the string, the hot dog would be extra long. And then I end up once my friend Norman shoved me into the pickle jar. You know, there's this new movie out called Pickle, where the guy gets uh, put in pickle brine for 100 years. I was in pickle brine for about 10 seconds. But uh, for me, and I was a boy with deli, too. So I'm a, I may be an expert on Board of Education, but I'm an even greater expert on kosher deli. All right. Well, Alan, let's get right to it. Feel free to morph into your Brooklyn accent at any time. Hey, what Brooklyn accent? Forget about it. I come from Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's not Brooklyn. And Cassis isn't in Brooklyn. It's in the Lower East Side. So I don't got no Brooklyn accent. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I just heard one. All right, Alan, here we go. Let's start with these taste tests. Uh, we've got four meats in front yeah. of us. I've got Dan and Madison with us, water cooler crew uh, here. Corned beef is first on the list. So let's get to the corned beef here, Alan. I'm going to taste it as well up over here. Go ahead. And, and give, give it. Taste it plain, ordinary, straight corned beef. Ready? Yeah, go ahead, Alan. Mm. 
velvety, smooth, not too salty, a little drier maybe than you would get if you actually sat down in catches and got it sliced right off the corned beef, but really, really, really good. All right. Excellent. Good, good. What's up? All right, we're moving on. Let's go to the uh, salami there, Alan, and uh, give us the um, little constitutional analysis. I mean, our, our, I don't know if this is a search and seizure situation. You're going to plead the fifth after taking this. Just just tell us what you think. The salami? Yeah, the salami. Okay. So this is a special dish. You don't find it anywhere in the world except in Brooklyn, the Lower East Side, maybe the select areas. You get an ordinary salami. And then you hang it up for a couple of months, and it dries out, and it gets rid of all the kind of fat. And what you get out of it is a piece of <clears throat> hard salami. And when I was a kid, if you wanted to insult somebody and you want to answer, you know, the way some people say pound sand, we would say hard salami. That means we're not going to fight with you at all. Hard salami, but hard salami has to be. All right. So I'm looking forward. No, you can't tell us now, but we're, we're going to get your ultimate opinions on all of these later on. All right, let's go. Uh, oh, Alan. Alan, here it comes. The brisket, Alan. Alan. Yep. Let, let's get to the brisket, because I'll tell you what. That is... Um, brisket to evaluate, because my grandmother made brisket <clears throat> that is unmatched in the world. No deli can equal it. Hmm. <clears throat> Wow. What's your analysis on the brisket, Alan? And um, are you pleading? Thinking, you're not going to plead the fifth on this, are you? I'm thinking, you know, it's the old Jack Benny story. Guy comes over to Jack Benny, who's very cheap, and he says, your money or your life? And Jack Benny says, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so now, let me get this straight, Alan. You're doing borscht belt humor as well, which is very impressive. Very impressive. All right. It all goes together. Listen, we're coming up on uh, number four, and I got to tell you, well, I'm not going to, listen, I don't want to persuade the jury, so I won't say anything about pastrami, but here we go, Alan. The here goes the pastrami. The pastrami. This okay. is from Cat's Delicatessen, by the way. You love cats. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So there are two ways of getting pastrami. You can go up to the counter, and there's a guy who cuts it. You got to give him a little tip. Yeah. And you can say, I want pastrami lean. That's healthy. Your doctor will love it. You won't like it. Because <laughs> lean pastrami is dry. You've got to get marble pastrami. The pastrami has to have a little bit of fat, not too much fat. Mm -hmm. If you get too much fat, you know, you really won't like it. This is perfect. <clears throat> it has a little fat on the side, but the center is very, very unfatty, a little marble. And very tasty, very tasty. And, and anybody that gets lean pastrami, what do you say to those people that get the lean pastrami? Because that, that's, that's sacrilegious, honestly. It, it really is sacrilegious. If you're going to get the pastrami, you got to get pastrami the way God intended you to eat pastrami, with a little bit of fat. But not Are you suggesting God wanted us as humans to eat pastrami? Is that, is that what you're saying exactly? I think it's in the Bible. Um, it's in Leviticus. Um, it's in Leviticus. There are descriptions of various meats, and I think pastrami is, is one of them. 
It's certainly a permissible food in the Bible. So if God says it's okay to eat it, I say it's okay to eat it. Now, taxes itself is not strictly kosher. It's kosher style. But there are delicacies in Brooklyn that are strictly kosher and have fantastic pastrami and fantastic corned beef. And at Jewish weddings and bar mitzvahs, good caterers also can produce a very, very good pastrami and corned beef. They sit there with the whole pastrami and they slice it. You get online, then you get back online, then you get back online again until you can't eat anymore. Well, Alan, this has uh, been, uh, and I mean this, I mean this seriously, Alan, riveting analysis from you. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the pickles, the garlic pickles and the half sours. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Well, I've got 20 seconds. Dissect the pickles before we go to break. Alan gone. I guess he didn't really like, maybe he likes the pickles. Anyhow, we're going to get him back, though. Don't you worry, because when we come back, he's going to give us his final take what is it? The pastrami, the brisket, the salami, the corned beef? Where do they rank when it comes to Alan Dershowitz? Forget Supreme Court analysis. This is the analysis you've all been waiting for. We're back in a moment. We've got mustard as well. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And welcome back to Dining with Dirt. And it's the water cooler, but Dining with Dershowitz. All right, look, all of the evidence is in. Now it's time for the verdict and the closing arguments. Uh, Alan Dershowitz back with us. Alan, we're going to rank them 4 3 2 1 in these meets. First, I want to get to Dan and Madison. Number four. Where are you, Dan? Number four. The salami's coming in at number four. Salami at number four for Dan. For Madison? Yes, Madison. That's your name, right? I'm going to have to say the brisket. The brisket, number four. Uh, Alan, I'm going with the salami for number four. Uh, where are you? I love them all, by the way, but go. What's your closing argument here? My closing argument is the brisket for number four because it's a little dry and it doesn't travel as well as some of the other meats. So I'm going with number four for brisket, certainly compared to Grandma Ringle. Grandma yeah. Ringle be, maybe made the best brisket ever. All right, sounds good. Number three, Dan, where are you? Corned beef doesn't have uh, quite quite the same taste. For me. Okay, uh, Madison. I'm gonna go with the salami. The salami. I'm going with the. Uh, I got it. I'm going with the corned beef. I'm going with the corned beef for number three. Uh, but Alan, this is your your segment. And bottom line, you've argued cases in front of the Supreme Court. Your word matters <laughs> here. Well, I have to tell you, um, when I used to uh, be a law clerk. Um, there was a great deli uh, right near the Supreme Court in Washington, and I have had corned beef with Supreme Court justices. Yeah. So um, I'm going with uh, the corned beef. It's smooth, has a nice texture, and not salty, but it's a, a little dry for my taste, so that All gets right. the number three. All right, we've got a minute left. We'll go through this quickly. Number two, Dan. Brisket. Corned beef? I'm going brisket. Alan. Number two for me is pastrami. Ooh. It's nice, moist. Uh, it has a lovely flavor, a little, okay. <clears throat> a little peppery. Right. Um, but a wonderful flavor, and All it right. actually travels better 
than I thought it would. So I'm number two with the pastrami. And as we wrap up in 20 seconds, Dan, number one. Pastrami's got to take it. Pastrami. Pastrami. You're not doing pastrami, Alan. No, this is going to be a surprise pick. I'm going for number one with the hard salami. Number one, you can't get it anywhere. It's very unusual. Number two, it travels extremely well. It gets better if it's been packed and sent to travel. And third, Katz's hard salami is uh, just just incomparable. So right. I love a hard salami. Alan, you're great. We appreciate you. And Alan Dershowitz and the traveling salami here on the water cooler. Alan, we'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. It's Friday. We've got a lot to do. End of the show. It's time for the, I'm going to shout it, Poll of the Day. The Water Cooler. Poll of the Day. All right, that guy needs a long weekend. Uh, let's get to it. Chief Justice Roberts will not preside over the upcoming impeachment trial of Donald, 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 Donald? Donald Trump because he is no longer the president. A Democratic senator will preside instead. So with a Democratic senator presiding, how likely is it that Trump is actually going to receive a fair trial? <laughs> oh, look at this. 31% say very likely. 17% say somewhat likely. 16% say not very likely, 24% say not at all likely, they probably said it like that too, and 12% say not sure, I really don't even know what you're talking about. So there you go, that's the poll of the day, uh, do with it what you might. Uh, uh, let's go to, uh, as we like to say, camera two. Hey, it's Sophie Mann. Hey, camera two. Are you posing for... No, I, oh, was I, was just, I was just ready, I was following your lead. Fine. Hey. We're dancing, it's Friday. Fine. Yeah, so, you, so sorry to cut into your time. No, not at all. What do you got? Here's what I got. What do you got? Fiscal 2021, oh, yeah. 125,000 refugees come into the U.S., okay. according to President Joe Biden. That is his goal. That's his cap. Um, right. At the end of President Obama's term, he put the ceiling on refugees at 110,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Trump comes in, he cuts that number down to 15,000 yeah. a year. We know he has sort of a contentious relationship with the concept of refugees. Um, coronavirus. <laughs> what are you laughing at? No, whatever. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Um so because of the coronavirus, that number has been even fewer. And in the mm -hmm. past several months, the United States has only actually accepted about 1,000 refugees. So mm -hmm. now Joe Biden is coming in and saying our goal for this year is 125,000 more than ever before, more than his liberal predecessor. Yeah. Um, but basically, the problem with that is that what happened during the Trump administration is that they gutted the programs so thoroughly mm -hmm. that the infrastructure that would be needed to accept mm -hmm. 125,000 refugees is actually not there right now. Mm -hmm. So you have these um, programs, these actual resettlement companies that are basically NGOs that are sort of government funded, sort of not, mm -hmm. saying we can't do that. Even if we wanted to, we couldn't do it. But mm -hmm. it's just, you know, another talking point from the Biden administration. Maybe they'll fulfill it. Maybe they won't. To an extent, that's how all administrations operate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is you know, the Biden's. They're not coming through on returning kids to school, not coming through on right. much. So it's aspirational, but maybe not something that's actually going to happen. Yeah, and I think you hit on a good word, aspirational. A lot of this seems very aspirational, mm -hmm. but like devil's in the details, for yeah. sure. All right. Uh, Sophie, have a great weekend. You too, David. All right, great. Are you going to take camera two? I'm taking camera, I'll take camera two, two with me. Okay. <laughs> Sophie's taking camera two. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. We love the show.